job. All right. Good job this morning. Where's Ace? Ace is gone today, isn't he? And you guys just step up, right? All right, hey, I want you to pay attention to that because today we're going to be talking about, I'm really, am I loud? I'm really loud. And I, you, you probably just barely have to have me on because I'm loud anyway. Selena tells me I'm a loud mouth anyway, all right? But we're talking about church membership today and serving and using the gifts that God has given you. It's a good example. It's a perfect example right here. So be thinking about that. But I'm glad you're here this morning. I was in Tulsa on Wednesday when you guys decorated, and this looks amazing. Amazing. Whoever did all this, probably you guys, because we had that decoration night Wednesday, it looks great. So thank you. Did a, did a great job. I'm glad you're here. Let's open with prayer and then do our welcoming time. Lord Jesus, I thank you, uh, God, that we're here today, Lord, to serve you, to honor you. Lord, everything that we do, it is about you. It is not about us. It's not about me. It's not about any elder, any deacon. It is about you. And so, Lord, we're focused on you this morning. We love you. We want to honor you with everything we do here. We want to give you the praise and you the glory. It's in your name I do pray. Amen. Take a couple minutes this morning. Welcome, everyone. Am I?
the job. You may be seated this morning. Krisha, where are you at? I know you're here. Come on up here. This young lady was, I think you baptized her the week. You didn't go to the river, did you? Uh, now, now listen, I thought it was, I, I think you chickened out because it was like 30 degrees out. So, <laughs> she was baptized. Hey, the baptistry works just good as the river, right? There's your new Bible. Congratulations. Absolutely. So you're saying you didn't chicken out? You checked it. You guys believe that? I don't know. You guys believe them? All right. All right, uh, here's announcements for today. Saturday Night Freeway, every Saturday night. Let me start off. We're, we're everybody who participated in the Christmas parade last night. Selena and I couldn't go. If you were on the float or worked with that, please stand up. There they are. All right. Where's Dana? Okay, she's gone today. Okay. Thank you, guys. I saw pictures of the float. We were in Springfield last night. We couldn't do it. Amazing. If you haven't seen pictures of the float, go online on Facebook and look. You guys did a great, great job at the float. We promoted Crossbridge, and they promoted Freeway. So Freeway's every Saturday night at 5.30. We have dinner, and the service is at 6 o'clock. Um, we're sharing the gospel every single week. Every Saturday night, the gospel shared to a lost and dying world. That's where they're uh, promoting at the, the Christmas uh, float, our church Christmas float. Wednesday nights, dinner. If you don't normally come on Wednesday night, please come. We have a great time on Wednesday nights. We have dinner. We have cooking teams. When I say dinner, we're not feeding you like a cold sandwich. We have like five-course meals that these cooking teams cook. So we have dinner at 6 o'clock. Then we have classes at 6.45. We have young adults. Um, Kids, youth, the whole nine yards. We also have, thanks old buddy, we also have a prayer team that meets at 6 o'clock. So if you want to uh, come early uh, and pray, have dinner, you can do that. Please uh, come. We also have men's and women's Bible study on Sunday night. The men are starting a new study that they have a slide for this morning uh, over godly manhood. Oh, there's no video. Can, <laughs> Max, come on up here. Let's act out the slide. You want to? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Boy, I'm a mess this morning, guys. So there's a, there's a Bible study, Biblical Godly Manhood, that starts tonight. A whole new class. Women's have Bible study at 6. So come on Sunday nights, fellowship with one another. You guys still eating dinner on Sunday nights, too? Man, so you get meal on Sunday night if you're hungry. It's just it's the way to go, all right? Grief share. Uh, grief share every Thursday night uh, here at the church from 6 to 8. So if you know somebody, the holidays are a rough, rough time for a lot of people because they've lost loved ones. And so grief share is meeting every Thursday night here at the church. It's a great ministry. It's all focused on Christ and connecting with people that have lost. So if that's you or you know somebody that would benefit from that, it's Thursday nights here at the church from 6 to 8. Uh, just a reminder, our new member class, so every quarter we have a new member class. It started this morning. It's about full, but if you missed out on that, come see me. You can start next week, uh, and it'll be the last time we can get in on this uh, cycle. 
Today, work day at Crystal and Nikki's at 1 o'clock. Uh, are, they, are you meeting anywhere here or are you meeting there? Meeting there. What's the address? You know the address? There it is. There's the address, 1716 State Highway M in Niagara. If you could come and help at 1 o'clock this afternoon uh, at Crystal and Nikki's house. Kids Christmas program is going to be here before we know it. Uh, it's this Sunday morning, December 17th. We have it that morning. You're practicing right now on Wednesday nights, correct? So they're practicing right now on Wednesday nights uh, for the Christmas uh, program. Something else. A couple other things I want to, want to do this morning. Cody, you and the whole family get up here. This is his last Sunday. This is Cody's last Sunday because Cody is going to learn real quick how to, how to sing the Air Force hymn, right? <laughs> Cody, stand right here, young man. We're going to pray for him because he leaves for Air Force boot camp. Now, I don't know. We got Brian who is in the Coast Guard. We got some of y'all that were in the Army. We got some Navy guys over there, which are a great taxi service for our Marines here, right? <laughs> we, we got Air Force. We got somebody in the Air Force. Where at? Marty in the Air Force. Okay, so we got another Air Force guy here. Uh, fire from above, right? So we're, we're so excited for Cody. I don't know how their boot camp is, but he's going to have fun for about the next eight or ten weeks, isn't he? What is it, ten? Eight. You guys got it easy compared to the Marines, man. All right, so he's going to boot camp. So I want to pray for him this morning. And at the very end of the service, uh, I want you to come around and just thank him. Because, hey, without the sacrifice of young men and young women, we don't have the freedom to meet here this morning. And many of our brothers and sisters around the world don't have that freedom. They don't. They're meeting underground. They're meeting in secret because they're scared for their lives. We got a lot of problems in our country, but I'm thankful this morning that we can still come in here and meet with the freedom that we have to worship our Lord. And so I want to pray for Cody this morning. So Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for Cody and his family. And Lord, I know it's going to be hard on them uh, as he leaves. I'm thankful for Cody this morning. And Lord, as he's, he's going out uh, to serve our armed forces, Lord, just watch over him and protect him, Lord. And there's going to be times where he's going to be tempted to, to not... Um, not be in you and to, to not follow what your word says. And Lord, I just pray you give him the strength to, to be a light for you everywhere that he goes. Keep him safe and just let him know how much we care about him and love him. In your name I pray. Amen. Give this young man a hand. Thank you guys. Did I forget anything on announcements this morning? Is there anything else? Women's, women's coffee when... Tomorrow morning, ladies, 8.30 at Prickly Cactus uh, for coffee. And the, the uh, women's Christmas dinner Friday night. How many of you guys have show up? Huh? 55. There were 55 ladies here Friday night. I know it went really good. Selena said it was awesome. So I'm glad about that. Thankful for our ladies. Uh, women's Bible study, Monday nights at 6 o'clock here at the church also. Oh, we got so much stuff I need to add. And then the last thing, I want to pray this morning uh, as we pray for our offering. I'll ask you to stand this morning. We're going to take that up. But I'm going to pray for a gentleman named Brian. Uh, Brian's in the hospital. I've went and saw him. His health is not good at all. Uh, he needs his, his foot really needs to be amputated. He's not going to make it through the surgery. His kids are here this morning. Uh, I went and saw him at the hospital and they asked if I would pray for him this morning in front of the church. I said, absolutely, I'll be more than happy.
myself off. Sorry. Uh, we're going to pray for Brian uh, this morning also. So if you would stand, we'll take up our morning offering. We're going to pray for him, and we'll bless our morning offering uh, today. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you again, God, for the opportunity to be here today, Lord, to worship you. And Lord, I, I want to lift up Brian this morning, his family. is He's in the hospital, and he's not doing good, and uh, he's, he's in good spirits. So Lord, I just pray for healing on him. Uh, Lord, I, I pray for the doctors and nurses that are going to come up with a solution for him. I also lift up to you, Nikki, uh, this morning. I know he's here, and he's, he's having a rough time going through chemo. And, Lord, I just, I'm thankful for Nikki and Crystal uh, and, and what they mean to our church. And, Lord, I want to lift him up to you. And, and I know we have some people sick in the congregation this morning. I pray for them. Uh, and, Lord, as we enter our time of, uh, of worship and study of your word, as we take up the offering this morning, I pray, Lord, that it is used to further your kingdom. It's not inwardly focused. It's outwardly focused in reaching a lost and dying world. And, Lord, we give you the praise and glory this morning, and we ask all these things in your name. Amen. Thank you, girls. All right, if you would turn in your Bibles this morning 
Let's remain standing. We'll read it, read it together. Uh, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. So we're, we're kind of finishing out uh, a little rabbit trail maybe, I guess. So we were preaching through uh, the Old Testament and looking at some of the great leaders uh, of the Old Testament in the Old Testament and what can we learn from their lives. And we, we got a little side series here real quick on biblical church membership. And if you remember, we started where we talked about where in the Bible is it talk about church membership. And we covered that. Uh, and I'll cover some notes on that this morning. Then we talked about church leadership. What is the responsibility of church leadership and elders to the body? And today is about the members. So what is the responsibility of members? Who's a member? Everybody that's joined this church will cover that, uh, including the leaders. What's the responsibility of uh, members to the body? So Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Let's read it together. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For, for as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individual members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who, who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you uh, this morning again for the opportunity to be here today. And um, Lord, this is a tough subject. Um, There's some tough points in here. And uh, Lord, I just pray that right now we just let our guard down. And, and Lord, as we're going through this together, um, that if, if, if your Holy Spirit is convicting us, Lord, that we, we, can, we can choose to do with what, that with what we want. You allow us to do that. We can either get mad and upset this morning, or we can be convicted of sin that we have in our life and turn to you. And so I pray, Lord, for uh, gentle spirits. I pray for your Holy Spirit to convict us where we need to be convicted and encourage us where we are serving. We have uh, many in this body that are serving and just faithful servants. And so, Lord, um, I just pray this morning that, that we will glean what you would want us to have out of this. It's in your name I do pray. Amen. You may be seated. I do thank church. I say this maybe a lot, maybe too much. But I honestly do think there's no greater honor in the world than being part of a local body of believers. Being a part of a local body of believers that supports one another, loves one another, is here for one another. Um, it's an honor to get to, to share God's word uh, anytime. Hey, God doesn't need Jeff. God doesn't need Mike. He simply allows us to, to use us. And I'm very, very, very thankful uh, for that this morning. Uh, I want to be totally transparent with you at all times. I always want to be. Today may be a rough sermon. There's, there's going to be parts of this where you think, man, this is, this is pretty rough. Okay? Uh, if it is, if, it's, if there's parts of this sermon where you think, man, he is really hammering down this is rough this morning... I want you to let your guard down and let the Holy Spirit work in your life. 
And I want you to remember that while I'm getting sermons together, the Holy Spirit is convicting me first before anybody else, okay? Um, there may be things you hear today that you just don't like. That's okay. You know what that means? That God's working in your heart when you hear those things. How you respond to that will determine if you are in sin, stay in sin, or you grow in maturity in the Lord Jesus. So we're wrapping up this little rabbit trail on, on biblical church membership. If you remember, I talked about where church membership is found in the Bible. We saw that in the book of Acts, when the early church started, that after Jesus ascends into heaven, that the followers were meeting together. They were breaking bread, worshiping, listening to the teaching of the word. And people were being added to the number. So they kept a role. There was some kind of role that they kept of people being added to the church that were being accounted for. We talked about why it was important. One is to help the elders and leadership know who was in the flock. To know who is a lamb and who's a goat. To know who they're responsible to. It helps leadership. The, the following week we talked about the responsibilities that elders have to the body. What do the preachers, the spiritual leaders of the church have to the body? One of the things is they settle disputes in the body. They're there to settle problems and conflict. Number two is to pray for the sick. Something that I said we need to do more of. We need to, we need to have people coming to the church more to pray for them when they're sick. When you're sick, we need to know so we can pray for you. Uh, it's, it's an important thing. And to look after the spiritual needs of the church. Elders are, are to spend their time in prayer and in the study of the word. And one day, the church elders, the church leaders will give an account to God for how they lead. Today, today's about members. So what are the responsibilities of church members? Church members at Crossbridge are those who have, been, have publicly professed Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They have been baptized and have agreed with our statement of beliefs outlined in our new member class. So we start a new member class today. The whole point of that is to go through our statement of beliefs. You don't have to believe 100% to the T everything. We can have some great discussions in there, right? But the basic fundamental tenets of Christianity, the Trinity, who Jesus is, the Bible, all of those things we have to be in agreement upon. And then you've been voted on by the rest of the body at a formal business meeting. And so they're now, our members are now serving in the church, using the gifts that God has given them. And that's what we read about in the text this morning. So let's jump into that. And so what are the responsibilities of church members? And I want to go back to the text. So go back to Romans chapter 12, and let's start 1 and 2. I want to read 1 and 2 again, because that's where we're going to start. It says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. So the context there is who? Brothers and sisters in Christ. Brothers and sisters in the faith. By the mercies of God to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So, first thing here in the first point this morning is sacrifice. What is the responsibility of a church member? Sacrifice. Biblical church members will be sacrificing themselves to God. They will literally be a living sacrifice. Now, that sounds really like an oxymoron statement, really. A living sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that's what? It's dead. It's been killed. It's dead. So how can you be a living sacrifice? It really doesn't make any sense until you dig in a little bit and you think about what he's saying. 
if you are alive and that you're taking a breath, you're not slumped over in your chair this morning with no pulse, you're alive, right? You're taking a breath, you're breathing, but you are dead to your desires. You are dead to what you want. You are dead to your way. You are dead to your desires, your, your um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, your preferences, your personal preferences. All of those things have died. And now you're a living sacrifice to God. And when you do that, when you die to what you want, and you are now a, a living sacrifice to God, what happens? You're worshiping God. And that's a perfect type of worship. And it pleases Him. It pleases Him when we don't think about ourselves. We, and, and, you know, it's a contrast into what the world says. You aren't doing things according to the world. We aren't thinking towards the world. Our mind is changed. Our opinion no longer matters. Our feelings no longer matter. Because now we are so focused on dying to self to live for Christ. That's exactly what the Apostle Paul says in Galatians chapter 2. In Galatians 2.20, he says this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So what's Paul saying? He's saying, I'm not even living anymore. I have died to what I want. I have died to myself, and now Jesus is living in me. Paul literally gave up everything for the Lord Jesus. Literally everything. If you remember, he was sent on a mission to do what before he was converted? To persecute Christians. He was hired to go and persecute the church. And he, he turned away from all of that. He left everything when he met the Lord Jesus. He died to himself. He literally died to himself. And, and listen, that's, listen to what Jesus says. I want, I want to even read Jesus' own words. Listen to what he says about people, his followers. Turn to Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Verses 24 through 26. Matthew 16, 24 through 26. It says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his own soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? What's Jesus saying? He's saying, if you're a follower of mine, you're going to die to self. You're going to pick up your cross, which is a symbol of what? Death. The cross is not a, a, a pretty picture. We have it decorated beautiful this morning. That's a sign of agony and torture and death. That you die to what you want to follow Jesus. Jesus says you sacrifice your life and you gain everything. You see, what, see, church, that goes against the way that we think. And because it goes against the way that we think, what has to happen according to Romans chapter 12? Our mind has to be changed. See, the world is going to tell you, you look out for yourself. 
You look out for yourself. Do what you want. You make sure you get your way. And you know what happens when that kind of thinking comes into a local body of believers? You know what you get? You get backbiting. You get gossip. You get fighting amongst the members. But if we're sacrificing ourselves to God, then what someone else does in the body has no effect on us. Because we're just following Jesus. We're following Jesus. So no matter what else somebody else says, it has no effect on us. We're following Jesus. We're sacrificing ourselves to follow Jesus. And, 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 this, and this, this, this goes on. How many, how many times do people in a body get upset with one another and then instead of going and talking to the person about why they're upset with them, they talk about it amongst everybody else. They'll go to somebody else and talk about it. And you know what that is? That's literally letting Satan in. It's letting him work. It's letting him work. Listen, if somebody, if somebody offends you in a local body this morning, part of sacrifice is if somebody offends you or you have somebody in this body that you don't like and you don't go to them, then we are in sin. You're in sin. It's just the bottom line. And, and you're living in open rebellion against God. And if you go and talk to somebody else about it, then that's called gossip. And that is behavior that God says is the behavior of lost people. If you read Romans chapter 1, verses 29 through 32, there's, there's sins laid out there. Guess what one of them is? I don't have to read it this morning. Just take my word for it. Go back and look at it. Read it. Gossip. And that's behavior of lost people. It's not the behavior of biblical church members. It's not the behavior of somebody who's dying to self. And, and listen, if you're entertaining the gossip and you're getting involved in it, then it's sin according to verse 32 in Romans chapter 1, where you give approval to those who are practicing those, that behavior. You know one thing I've learned as an elder over years and years and years, and I'm still fairly wet behind the ears, folks. I am. I'm only eight years into this. But one thing I've learned over the years, and I'm still learning, is when decisions are made... Many times people won't come and ask you questions. They won't approach you. They won't talk to you. They will approach other members. Church, that can't be us. That cannot be us. It can't be us. If you have questions about anything in this church, our elders, I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about our elders. We have an open door. An open door about anything. Our ministries, about biblical issues. Doctrinal issues, anything that goes on in the body, it's so easy. All you have to do is come and pick up the phone and call me or say, hey, can I meet with you? We get here at 7.30 usually every Sunday morning. I don't have a problem with meeting somebody every Sunday morning at 7.30 or on Wednesday nights. We want to have an open door policy. And here's really the bottom line. If people have enough time to talk about things amongst the body and not come to leadership, you know what that tells me and I've learned? You're not busy enough. You're not busy enough sharing the gospel. If you get busy serving the Lord Jesus Christ and dying to self, you know what? You're not focused on anything else. You're just serving the Lord Jesus Christ. You're dying to self to serve Him. You know what else with gossip? This is, it's this thing that has to be addressed. And it should be addressed probably every year. Because it just happens. 
You know if somebody comes to you with their garbage, you know what they're treating you like? How many of you have ever been to the landfill on Highway 13? It's not. I've, I've taken, me and Hunter have been there several times, jobbing stuff off. It don't smell good. You drive your truck back in there and you're unloading something. I've never seen somebody holding a wedding or a dinner party at the landfill. Never seen that. I told our elders that this morning. Alan said, except for if you're a seagull, right? Or <laughs> a bird, I guess you could hold a dinner party, right? It's not an enjoyable place to be for long periods of time, right? Because what do we do? We back up there and you throw trash in there. It, it's, that's what, that, when somebody comes to you with talk that doesn't inter- pertain to you at all, you know what they're doing? They're unloading their junk in their life onto you. They're treating you like a landfill. Think about that the next time somebody comes to you and says, Hey, you'll never believe what's going on. It has nothing to do with you. They're treating you like a landfill. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. When we are dying to self, living for Christ, you know what doesn't matter anymore? Me. You. Now listen. I don't matter. My opinion doesn't matter on anything. You don't matter. Jesus does. His word. I can't believe that our preacher this morning said that we don't matter. How unloving is that? Go back to our text. Go back to the text in Romans chapter 12. What does it say? If you go back and read verses 3 and 5, it says, For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. You know what we have to do? Get over ourselves. When you die to self, you know what you're doing? You're getting over yourself. You're getting over the pride that we think we have built up like that. Whoa, when I say something, it should carry some weight. No, it shouldn't. No, it shouldn't. You know what carries weight? This. That's it. Not our individual opinions. Now, let me, let me, let me clarify. Do you matter as a person to me? Yes, or I wouldn't be here this morning. You matter, but our opinions don't matter. Jesus is what matters. Serving him is what's important, not us. The body of Christ is what matters. We have to get over ourselves with clear-headed, sober judgment. Minds and thoughts that have been what? Changed, transformed by the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first part of Romans 12. The body of Christ is what matters. And if our pride of wanting something our way, or our pride in thinking that the ministries of the local church are our ministries, we need to get over ourselves. This isn't our pulpit. This isn't my pulpit. This isn't Mike's pulpit. This isn't Joel and Shelley's youth ministry or Sierra and Kyle's. That's a ministry that God has let us serve in. That's it. And as easy as God has let us serve in that ministry, folks, he can take us out at any time. We, we can't get too big of a head and think we're somebody important. Because we're not. God's the one who's important. It's not about Jeff. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's all about Jesus and his kingdom. That's what we should be striving to advance. You know how we do that? By sacrificing. By dying to ourselves to serve him. Listen, let us sacrifice ourselves so it's all about Jesus. And not about any one person or, or any, any person in particular. All right, here's the second thing. Here's the second point. I only got two. Here's the second one. Service. What do we see here in Romans chapter 12, verses 4 through 8? 
What do we see in the text? We're all members of one body serving, using the gifts that God has given us, having different gifts according to the grace that God has given us. It's an amazing thing. It's an, here's, that was the rough part of the sermon, okay? Now here's the good part, or the, the friendly part. It's an amazing thing seeing people use different gifts according to the grace that God has given them. It's an amazing thing seeing people. I have a list here. I thought of the first thing I put on here is our worship team. Ace and our worship team. Listen to me, without them, <laughs> yeah, we're playing videos or you're walking out because I'm a horrible singer. I ain't sing. But they're using the gifts that God has given them. Our security team. I thought of Nikki. He's back there right now on a back chair. Going through chemo. Tired. Sick. Doesn't feel good. But if somebody walks in with a gun to take one of us out, Nikki's going to take him out first. He's back there on security, serving the body of Christ. Nikki, how was your paycheck this week? Wasn't that good, was it? He's just a servant, guys. We don't pay our security staff. He's just serving. I think I look back and I think of Dave and the team running the sound booth. Hey, if you've never went to our church website, oh man, we look like we have a church website that, that we have like a 3,000 member body. If you've never went to our church website, that's the guy who keeps it up. How was your paycheck this week, Dave? Not real good, was it? Serving the body. Serving the body. I think of people like that. I think of Joel and Alan and Mike taking care of so much stuff with the building and the van. Jeannie Donaldson, she runs, she does more behind the scenes in this church than anybody I know. With, with cleaning and purchasing and record keeping. She's an amazing lady. I know I'm going to be in trouble for announcing that. I know, but she is. Steve and Dana. Dana's sick today, but being willing to volunteer for anything. Hoping, hosting church events. Joel and Shelley with the youth. Sierra and Liz serving the children. Mike and Stella and our elders teaching, settling issues, putting up with me. It's a full-time job, guys. Mike and Barb running freeway every single week, being in leadership. Dave, Valerie and Dave helping with worship at freeway. Kim running the, the women's freeway house. All of our women's leaders organizing events, planning women's events. Jody and Bridget being willing to cook meals all the time. Our cooking teams on Wednesday nights. The elders' wives, our wives, being an example for the ladies in the church to follow. My wife and kids who are willing to sacrifice family time for ministry. Without my wife's support, I'm not here this morning. Listen, all of these people, I just mentioned a few, are using their gifts and talents to serve the kingdom. To further God's kingdom. If I left people out, and I know I probably did, and you're upset, go home and listen to the first part of the sermon, and you're not going to be upset anymore, okay? <laughs> but being a church member is about serving. Being a church, a church member is about serving. It's not about what can I get out of it. It's not about what can I get from the church. You know, sometimes online, on Facebook, there's these groups called Marshfield now you know or I don't know what do they call like get to know Marshfield or something and people will say like I'm looking for a church home number one they have to have youth number two they have to have kids number two they three they have to have a preacher in skinny jeans or I don't know what they list 
They list all these things out, though. They list all these things out. And I see them, and a lot of times I see our members, which I love, saying, hey, you ought to just come to Crossbridge sometime. I love seeing that. But the original post, it honestly makes me want to puke. Because that's not how you go looking for a church. You don't go looking for a church for saying, hey, what can I get out of this deal? What can I do? What can I get out of this? You go looking for a church body to serve at. To serve. To get plugged in with the ministries that they already have. It should never be about what can they offer me. It should be how can I serve the kingdom of God. How can I serve God's kingdom? If you want to be served, go join Highland Springs Country Club. They're set up to serve you. You will be served. They'll, you can, man, they'll serve you all day long. You'll pay for it. Good price. If you want to serve using the gifts that God has given you, then join Crossbridge Baptist Church. Join and use those gifts. Here's my point. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Jesus' disciples are acting like spoiled children. They're acting really spoiled in this text. I want to read it. Mark 10, 35 through 44. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink, or to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink you will drink, but the baptism which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be be indignant at James and John. They were angry. They're angry. And Jesus called, called them to him and he said to them, You know that those who, consider, who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be amongst you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be a first among you must be slave of all. Oh, hold on here. So his disciples are going, Hey, we want to be the top dog, Jesus. We want to sit at your right hand. James and John asked that. Well, then the other ten here, and they say, Whoa, that's horrible. We want to be the top dog. And they're fighting. And what does Jesus say? If you want to be greatest, be a slave. What is that? That's a servant who serves somebody no matter what. No matter the pay. You don't get paid anything if you're a slave. You just serve. You just serve. The disciples had the attitude that we talked about in the first point. The first part of this sermon. And Jesus said, nope, not going to happen. You're going to be slaves to the other ones. You will serve. Now think about that. I want you to think about this. Can you imagine a church body where everyone from the elders to the newest members were slaves of each other? Think about that. Always putting others first. Using their gifts to glorify the kingdom. You know, Jesus never leaves us in the dark. 
he gives us a practical lesson of this. Flip over just a little bit to John 13. John 13. It's 1 through 17. For the sake of time this morning, I'm not going to read it. But I want you to read it. Raise your hand if you will read it this afternoon for me. If I don't get in a majority, I'm going to read it right now. Okay, I want you to read this this afternoon. Here's what he says. Wash their feet. He says, wash their feet. Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Now I want you to think of something. The feet, then, at the time of Jesus, were considered the nastiest part of the body. They would literally, people would wear sandals then, because they would walk around a city, and there was no good sewage systems. So guess what they were walking in? Your feet were nasty. They were not good. Feet were unclean. And Jesus, the God of the universe, the creator of everything, washes his disciples' feet. You would think that Jesus would say, hey, I'm going to sit on this throne, which he rightfully could have. And you boys get down here and wash your feet, wash my feet with your tongues. And he could have told them that and been rightfully doing it so because of their sin and because who he was. And he didn't. He washed their feet. Now I want you to think of something. Whose feet did Jesus wash? Now you say the disciples, but I want to be specific. Think of one person's feet that Jesus washed. Say it out loud. Judas. The man that was going to betray him. The man that hated Jesus. He was just in it for the money. Jesus washed his feet too. Hey, little babies don't bother me. He's an ornery little boy, but I promise you he ain't going to bother me, okay? Jesus washes Judas's feet too. The one who would betray him. Now listen to me. How's this translate? You say, Pastor Jeff, I can't stand that person. They get on my nerves. They're rude. You don't know how they talk. They talk bad about me. I just don't like them. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I believe Jesus would tell you this morning. Wash their feet. Wash their feet. Get over yourself and your pride and your ego and you thinking that you're somebody important and that you think you're the top dog and wash their feet. Wash their feet. Serve them. Serve them. Listen, Jesus is the example, not me. Not me. He is. There are some people that I don't want to wash their feet. Well, Jeff, I'm, you're supposed to be a preacher. You're not supposed to think negative of anyone. Well, there are. And there are people that I think are rude. And I'm not a fan of. You know what God says? Jeff, wash their feet. Wash their feet. Now you think, well, this sermon... This sermon was directed right at me. You're preaching this right at me. No, no, no. I'm preaching this at me first. Watch, wash their feet. Be like Jesus. Because what does Mark 10.45 say? For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. Mm. We need to humble ourselves. If there's people in this church that you don't want to talk to, 
I want you to pay attention. That you are rude to, you know what you need to do? Go wash their feet. And can you imagine if two people, me and Mike don't like one another. We're angry at one another. I, Mike's one of my best friends. We're not angry at one another, but I'm picking on him. We're angry at one another. We don't like one another. We've gotten into it. And I think he's talked about me, and he's think I talked about him. If I go wash his feet, and he's washing my feet, what starts to happen? We both start to become best buddies. That hostility, what happens? It goes away. You know the only reason I wouldn't go wash Mike's feet? is because I'm prideful. And I have an ego. And I think I'm important. And if that's me, I'm in sin. I'm in sin. Because I'm not doing what Jesus told me to do. So here's the deal. Wash feet. He's the example. He's, think about this. He sacrificed himself for us. There is no greater amount of service that anyone could do. To die for someone else. To die for people that hate you. It says that Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. He didn't wait till we cleaned ourselves up to die for us. He died for us while we were still in sin. Now, what did that take? I'm going to go back to our text real quick. What did that take? That took God. That took the mind of Christ. What does it say in Romans chapter 12? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Have a mind and a heart change. Go from here to here. And when you do that, you start serving people. You sacrifice yourself. You die to self to serve the Lord. And you know what happens in all eternity? Yeah, suffer the loss right now. Even if the other person doesn't wash your feet, you're washing their feet. God is pleased because you've made yourself a living sacrifice. And then you know where you're storing up treasure? Heaven. 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 Can you imagine if we had a church where everybody in here was washing everybody else's feet? Jeff, this has been a challenging sermon. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. I'm going to ask our worship team to come. Here's the invitation. Sacrifice. Are you willing to die to self this morning to live for Christ? That means your feelings, your emotions, you die to your pride to live for Christ. Maybe you're here this morning and the Holy Spirit has convicted you of gossip, of backbiting. I love that we serve a God. That when we, when we humble ourselves before Him, he, he restores us and He exalts us. You have to humble yourself. He gives you an opportunity to humble yourself before Him. If there are people here that you need to go and pray with, humble yourself and wash their feet. Wash their feet. Maybe it's me and I know my feet stink. Wash them and I'll wash yours. I'll do my best to wash yours. Even if I'm not a fan of you, maybe. I'll do my best. I'm, I have a sin nature. I'll be convicted. Hey, I'm not perfect. I told you this sermon was for me too. Maybe there are people you need to go and pray for and humble yourself. Maybe you're here and you need to get going with serving the Lord Jesus with your gifts and talents that he has given you. You have gifts and talents for the kingdom that you can use. 
I'm telling you, our lives are here one second, folks, and they're gone the next. I'm about ready to turn 44. Some of you go, well, you're wet behind the ears. Yeah, I still am, but it seemed like yesterday I was graduating high school. This life goes on quick, and we have only a short time to store up treasure in heaven for our Lord Jesus. Use, redeem the time. You know what that means? That means if you haven't served the Lord, start serving Him now. Redeem the time that He has given you. Redeem the time. Maybe you're here and you need to serve. You need to join this church. Tell me that this morning. We can set up a meeting. We can set up a time to talk. We're also about ready to take communion this morning. We, we always want to have a time before we take communion where we can get right with God. If we have unrepentant, unconfessed sin in our life, we have an opportunity to pray and ask the Lord to forgive us and get right with Him during that time. This is for believers. If you're not a follower of Christ this morning and have not publicly professed Him as your Lord and Savior, don't take communion this morning. We're warned in 1 Corinthians not to take the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner because you could get sick or ill or die. So don't take communion this morning if you're not a follower of Christ, if you're living in unrepentant sin. During this invitation, I want you to really let the Holy Spirit talk to you and examine yourself. Not me, not my words, not my opinion, God's. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, for your word. I know this has been challenging, Lord. It's been challenging to me. I pray this morning, Lord, for conviction where we need conviction, encouragement where we need encouragement. I'm thankful to look around our church body and see so many servants, people using their gifts and talents this morning, no matter their age. we got young ladies up here this morning filling in, leading worship for Ace because he's gone. They're using their gifts and talents no matter the age. Lord, I never want to apologize for anybody serving you and serving in ministry, and I just won't. I pray that all of our kids, all of our kids will want to grow up to serve you, to put you, to do ministry. Lord, that's an exciting thing. God, we love you, and I thank you this morning. I thank you for dying for us. I thank you for dying on the cross. You didn't have to, but you did because you loved us. Let us take your example and do likewise to one another. In your name I pray, amen.
this morning. If you please, uh, would if you guys would please uh, uh, be seated. We're going to take communion up this morning. The Lord's Supper communion. It was uh, it was started in Matthew chapter twenty six, where we find the text by our Lord Jesus at Passover. Um, and what he did, it, it, he he did this so that the disciples would never forget what he was going to do for them on the cross. And for us. And so he instituted this. It says in Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 30, it says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it all of you, drink it all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many, for many, for the forgiveness of sins. So the whole point is he was saying, Hey, remember that I gave my body and my blood for you on the cross. And so uh, we take communion once a month, uh, the first Sunday of every month, and on special occasions to do exactly that, to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so we do take it together. We will pass it out as elders. Um, I want to remind you again, you don't have to be a member of this church to take communion with us, um, but you, you do have to have publicly professed Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you've done that, we invite you uh, to take communion with us this morning. So uh, I'm gonna, we will pray uh, over the bread before we pass it out. I'm going to ask Mike if he would please do that. that you've given us, Lord, just to reflect on what you did for us, Lord, on the cross and the, the body that was, was broken for us on that cross, Lord. And so I pray as we take communion this morning, Lord, that we, that, uh, we just keep in mind, Lord, that uh, what it was that you did for us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Passing this out, just spend time in prayer thanking the Lord. All of a sudden, I'm unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us! Oh. Jealous for me. 
I don't think there's any greater honor that you can have to serve other men of God communion, nor is there any other greater honor than they have to serve you all communion. Jesus said, this is my body, which is given for you. Take ye and eat. And he took a cup, and we had given thanks. He said, drink it all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Max, would you please bless the cup? So much that you loved us to the point that you humbled yourself, you came as a baby, and you gave your life on the cross and shed your blood for our sins. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, drink it. This is... My blood, which is given for you. Take ye and drink. So as they went out rejoicing, before we go out rejoicing and singing, um, I want to thank our associational director and his wife this morning for joining us. Mitch, stand up. Uh, he serves a lot of our local Baptist churches, so thank you for joining us this morning, Mitch. Um, also, I want to bring up a couple of people. Zach, I know you're working in the sound booth. Can you come on up here? And Billy, they've came forward this morning, and um, we've already met with them, and they have their their professed followers and baptized of the Lord Jesus Christ. And where's Billy? Billy, I don't mind kids screaming. Listen, a sign of a dead church to me is if you don't have a kid scream every once in a while. Okay, so 
Screaming kids never bother me, I promise. Uh, they have both come forward this morning and said, hey, we want to serve here. Uh, you guys know them both. They're taking the new member class. So after this, I'm going to shake hands up here. So I want you to come through this morning and congratulate them uh, and whatnot. And so I'm thankful for this church body this morning. Uh, so if you would stand, we're going to go out rejoicing and singing this morning. Thank you all for coming today. Let's close in prayer and then you can uh, come around and congratulate them and visit with me if you need to. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, this morning again uh, for today. Uh, Lord, it was challenging this morning. Your word is challenging and it, it causes us to either go deeper with you or turn from you. And Lord, my prayer this morning is that every single one of us here will grow deeper in our faith with you, that we'll submit more to your will, that we will die to self to live for you. The Lord, we'll be a church that, that leads by example in washing each other's feet, serving one another, loving one another, forgiving one another, just as you have forgiven us. We leave here today, Lord, joyful, cheerful. Let us be a light in our community. In your name I pray, amen.